Well, hello there, and thank you for tuning in to the Shameless Sex Podcast. I'm Amy, sex educator, somatic sex and relationship coach, and sex shop owner. And I'm April, VP of an international high-end pleasure product company and boss queen sex toy mogul. We're best friends who make our own rules about who we are as sexual beings. With everything from how to be a badass in the bedroom, to pussy praising, to top tips for bringing your relationship to the next level, we have something just for you. So sit back, relax, and and enjoy enjoy the show. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com. Hello, everyone. Hi, party peoples. Ooh, party. party. No, there's a party? Because we haven't seen each other in like a month. It is a party for us. It's a yeah. reunion. It's a reunion. Oh, speaking of parties, happy birthday, Dean. Dean, it's your birthday. Dean, it's your birthday. Happy, happy, happy birthday. birthday. Dean, Feliz cumpleaños party. <laughs> yeah, Dean is a friend and a fan of ours who... Always gives me wonderful feedback about our podcast, and it is his birthday today. Um, so we just want to give a little shout out. We love you. It's funny doing the podcast because you know we talk about Santa Cruz all the time. I was at that that hot Pilates place, and I'm like outside sweating, and someone comes up to me and they're like, "Hey, I have a sex question for you." <laughs> outside of the outside, oh, while well, like, you're drenched, I was drenched, and like literally, you feel like you're dying in the class. It's like torture, but legal. It's like the last place legal you torture. <laughs> And so, and people and pay for torture. Also, it's consensual torture because yeah. you're in there like, I want to die. But yeah, I was like, oh, like seeing stars. And someone's like, I might, you know, like just come up to me like, my partner won't sleep with me. Do you have any suggestions? I'm like, oh, fuck off. Did you, you. did you spend time with them? I did. I just said I need a minute. I had to urinate. <laughs> and I said, like, just give me a second. Sometimes you got to take care of the needs. I know. So, yeah. but I just like, I'm just like, give me one second and yeah, I'll be with you. Thanks. Well, we love you, fans. We absolutely love you. Uh, so I want to do a couple of shout outs before we dive into our stories because April and I have so much to catch up on. I know I w- we spent like just a like a bunch of time a just time chatting. Well, just downstairs and downloading in my house. Yeah. yeah we're like, a hey, lot blah, blah, to blah. catch up on. Yeah. So like, oh, one thing I would like to state, you don't have to do this with me. I didn't share this with you before, but mm. so I've made a promise to myself to get much better at speaking slower. You don't have to do anything, April. You're perfect. <laughs> For me, I mean, I, I teach workshops in front of people all the time, and I realize that that's some the one of the feed, the feedback I get from people is for me to just slow down, and I just get really we get excited. Yeah, it's exciting, and I think that we're still going to get excited. So I just I'm only saying this with if you hear me talking funny, <laughs> it's because I'm trying to slow down as a practice so that I can incorporate that into my um, it's public, public performance. Spe- speaking one one, it's like you need to slow speak because although for some reason I don't think in I think in podcasts. It feels a little different. Well, I don't get that feedback for our podcast. I get it more so for public speaking. I get, yeah, I don't, I don't know. With no one has said too critical of things about our way we speak in our podcast. It d- hasn't seemed like, but I get that with product trainings yeah. and stuff that I we, talk way too fast. See, with product trainings, I feel like they want us to talk fast because they want to get, get the f out of there. Well, also, there's research that is um, linked to people that speak really quickly. They have a nervous energy, and the information mm. they're like sending isn't being. Re- received as well like they yeah so people don't necessarily studies. trust them as much right too. so they're, and they're it, leaving space so there's this fear of leaving space so that silent moment silent now yeah 
awkward. Right? I'm the worst with that. I'm like, yeah, feel it, yeah. feel it. Feel um, it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna. I might be playing with that a little bit just so y'all know. And I might not. I might just slip it up. But I have a, an intention of slowing down a little bit. I can't be slow. You don't just do whatever you want. Okay. Me. This doesn't apply to you. You're I'll be a jack you're, rabbit. You're wonderful and perfectly imperfect, just as you are. Thanks. I also would like to make a n- couple other announcements. We would love to go on other podcasts. I've really enjoyed going on Dr. Chris Ryan's podcast, Tangentially Speaking. Uh, shout out to Kyle Tierman's podcast, The Kyle Tierman Show. Very creative name. And uh, we are we have another podcaster coming on uh, next week, which is going to be really exciting. Right. We're recording with her on Tuesday, but yes. we'll release it the, the week after. Yeah. Yeah. She's amazing, too. It's a fertility. It'll be a fertility um, episode. Yeah. Um, which I think will be really cool. Yeah. So and we're interested in doing more collaborations in that regard. So if you know podcasters or if you are a podcaster and you would like our bubbly, shiny, shameless energy on your podcast or your friend's podcast, uh, please send them our way. We would love, love, love that. And what else did I have? I think that was just my information. Do we have anything else that we need to update before we just go in shamelessly talking about our awesomeness? Will you please write us reviews? We love reviews. We, we love getting, them. Yeah, we get in some really, really good ones, but reviews on iTunes are really helpful. It, it just helps us to get out there. It, it helps our ratings. So yes. anything that you can say about us, especially if it's lovely, then <laughs> it really helps us out. And we've been getting so many Awesome sex questions. We have a lot. And so we decided to dedicate this episode in its entirety to well, answering the beginning sex piece. We'll question. have some other relationship tips. Relationship portion, tips, yeah. too. Because we were processing our relationship yeah. stuff. So we we're like, maybe we should talk about this. Yeah. Maybe other people will benefit from it. Well, I've been learning some really amazing tools for communication relationships that go even beyond what we've already been talking about. And I'd love to share that with you all, which we'll get into. And with the sex questions, we have, I think we're going to, we have so many of them. So if you send us sex questions, first of all, we love you. We want them. Please send them to us. And if we take a little bit of time to do it, just know that it's on the back burner and we'll get there. Uh, but right. we're, we're looking at it and we're going to address a number of them today and the next couple. And podcasts. we really appreciate feedback and questions and all of the things that people want to know. And, yeah. um, you know, if you don't ask, it's like if you, you won't win the lottery if you don't play. That's so true. if you don't ask, you, uh, you know, you might not get what you're yeah, looking Might for. as well ask. Doesn't ask hurt. for it. And it's brave. I think it's, it is It is in itself, even though it's pretty anonymous, it's it's kind of a vulnerable act to go to ask some strange women. <laughs> so you talk about your personal life, right. even though it's through uh, email. It's still, we'll keep we're, your I'm, we're proud anonymity, of you though. We yeah. are really good about that. Um, yeah, so, yeah. and even if you're local Santa Cruz, we still, and, and I see you at pure power yeah. working it out. I'll, Go ahead. Your anonymity is awesome. I'll, I totally keep it. Um, you know what? It was what it, like looking at, uh, our conversations earlier that you and I had about relationships, Amy and I are pretty tuned in humans and we still have to do the work in our relationships oh, yeah. all the time. So, um, I think like if you, and I love this saying, you get in what you put in just like us with this podcast, right? It's mm. like, we don't get paid for it, but we love it and it f- helps people. But um, sometimes we can't delegate enough time to it. And yeah. I'm like, I want more time with this. It's what we love. But just like in a relationship, you get in what you put in. Yeah. Friendships, We're getting partnerships. These, I feel like e- every week we get at least two to three emails or comments from people that start with, you changed my life. And that is, you know, we're not doing it for the ego I trip. I actually so cry awesome. sometimes. Yeah. I'm like, I think this is so beautiful. That's, that's why we're doing this, to, to know that we have something that we feel that we want to share to help people. And that's that in itself is just deeply fulfilling. So thank you for that. We love hearing that from you all. And 
uh, it really, really fills us and feeds us. So thank you for that. It's part of our, it's our mission. So thank you for that. We really appreciate it. We you. love our listeners. We, we love, love each and every one of you. Here's a big hug, air hug. Mwah. All right, so let's let's talk about us for a little bit, and then we'll go into some relationship tips. Let's talk about us for a little well, bit. Because it's been a while. So I've been in Hawaii for three weeks. Three I bet weeks. also the, the listeners probably, you guys travel a lot. I know. <laughs> People so ask me, much. they're like, how do you have time, what, you and Amy, like, how do you do it? Do you do it like oh, like Skype in with each well, other? Well, luckily but we travel a lot together. Yes. And we'll be in Salt Lake City, what, the first week of um, yeah, next December, yeah. which will be cool. And then I go to New York, and then you're off somewhere else too no i'm so i'm fortunately there consistently here other than salt lake city i have no plans to be anywhere oh. until january when we'll both be in la together yep. um i'll be in you know columbus i gotta Ohio go to la twice in two weeks Ooh. yeah yeah we, so it's i it's, we've been traveling on the road a lot and now it feels good to be home i was in hawaii with my partner uh working at a couple of retreats i also get this get this y'all's I, first of all, I was really proud of myself. Um, I don't wear a lot of makeup. Every, I'm kind of got the little hippie vibe. I didn't put one drop of makeup on the whole time I was there. I, Vacation mode. When yeah, I was in like, Thailand, it was the same way. Yeah. yeah. It's like, all right. Let, I let my hair, like, you know, pretty curly and wild, but in humidity, it's like frizzy and just nuts. And I just, just let it go. And it felt so good. And in those spaces, you know, that's, that's the real me. You know, the real me doesn't feel... Um, afraid to show herself, and I still have my moments like, oh my god, my hair—it's it's so crazy and wild. And then I just be like, fuck it, you know, this is this is you. You're in humidity. This is what you're supposed to look like. like embrace it. And it felt really good. And when I got home, I put on like my first little—I only usually wear concealer on my under my eyes and mascara. And when I put it on, I was like, well, it was kind of nice actually for a little bit, just because I hadn't done it in a while. But I also just had this understanding and appreciation for that time that I got to live that. You know, because I do live two lives. We go to trade shows and conventions, and I can't wear Miami hippie yoga pants. <laughs> and I, you know, I have just, interventions. She won't let me with Amy about it. But like, Amy, you can't wear your active wear. In my everyday life, I'm pretty casual and pretty laid back, and that just speaks more to who I am. And I'm not shaming people for who who are little fashionistas and spend you be shaming me. Well, I'm not because I understand you love it. I love it, and so that's the difference. You know, I don't I don't love it, and you because it's, it's kind of a hobby and a passion, right? So. Yeah. And um, so for me, I just got to kind of live more of what f- was felt genuinely me. So that was nice. But that's not related to sex. Let's talk about sex. Um, How was the sex in Hawaii? Because you were there with your partner. I was there with my partner. And I'll share a little more about some communication tools that we use for our relationship and all that stuff. But yeah, for the first week, we just we had like we had a lot of sex. It was good. It was really, really hot. It was awesome. And we had we were staying in these little Airbnbs and traveling all over and um, you know, we did a lava hike. We got to poke the lava with a stick. It was pretty awesome. And yeah, we just had a lot, lot of adventures. We traveled so well together, which is wonderful because we're moving in together on January 1st. We've been together off and on for four years and been through a lot. New year, it's new digs. So it's wonderful to be in that space and to uh, cohabitate so well together for three weeks, like just perfectly and feel even more connected every day through it. Uh, and but what I will say, so I am a snuggling machine and I'm 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 like I'm kind of obsessed with snuggling. And it, it's the fact where I'm sleeping next to my partner. Like I can sleep alone, obviously, with not snuggling someone and I sleep fine. When I'm sleeping next to another body, for some reason, there's something in me that has to touch them. And I realize where it comes from is 
I lived this childhood very much in fear. I lived in this big seven-bedroom Victorian with just my mom and dad. And I always wanted someone to either just sleep in my room to keep me safe because nights in the dark were scary for me. The house is freaky. It's really scary. Super scary. Definitely some entities. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. So now to have this person sleeping next to me, it's like my childhood dream. Like finally there's this person that can help me feel safe in my sleep. And so I, and I just want to be held by them and touched by them. And even if we're not, you know, I'm not like in your, their arms in my partner's arms, I still want to like have a foot on their foot. Something. Yeah, like I, I need know, some I like contact. Too, yeah. yeah. And when I don't have it, I feel th- this anxiety. And you go, ah, it's gone. It's gone. And it's, it's so interesting. It really, it really comes from this childhood fear and that this is now giving me this feeling of feeling safe. I there. sleep really hot and I love the same thing I have to have. And it's like. I like sweat it out, even though, but I love the skin to skin contact. It's, like I have to yeah. have it too. It's so nourishing and not everyone likes that. I know this, this uh, one girl who's dating someone else, someone that I know. And um, like, I know them both separately and she called it snuggle purgatory because <laughs> <laughs> he was a huge snuggler and she was like, what the fuck? Why do people like that? I'm like, I'm obsessed with that. I'm I love obsessed it. Too. She's, she wants nothing to do with it. It's not her thing. And it's, it's, you know, it's upbringing and of course it's our conditioning, but anyways, I had some insights into that. So, okay. But that's a long winded story here. I'll finish my little tangent here. So the beginning of the trip, lots of sex, lots of snuggling. The snuggles were badass, like just, you know, melting each other's arms all night long. But on, on the third week, the snuggle game changed. It was less snuggles, like less connected. We even had like a snuggle argument at one point. I had a nightmare and I wanted some support and he was like, I'm trying to sleep. And we all tell more about that, I guess, with um, the communication stuff because I didn't communicate so well of what I needed from him in that moment. Um, and so I asked him, it's like, is this what it's going to be like when we live together? You know, we were just together for three weeks. So the beginning was all new and exciting. So the snuggles were really awesome. But when we live together, is it going to be like the last week where it's like, oh, you snuggle next to me all the night. So now I'm just going to like eh, not put a lot into it. And he promised me, he's like, no, baby, I promise <laughs> that there will be plenty of good snuggles. I was like, okay, okay. I, I, I totally desire the same snuggle uh, amount of snuggles. And I'm always like, hey. You know, if I wanted to sleep alone, then I could. I'd sleep alone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, you're here for a reason. Yeah. Just <laughs> so snuggle me now. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like the snuggle nutsy. It's pretty funny. Like, yeah. you don't snuggle me now. You don't snuggle me when we sleep together. It's different. Damn it's, it. It's, it's really, it's, it's like, and, and uh, I mean, when I was younger, I really desired just anyone, a friend to sleep in my room. They didn't have to touch me either. I was just so scared to be alone. And there was this thought that if I had a friend in there, even if they were sleeping on the floor, that I would be safe. I was scared of everything. Monsters, the dark, you know, all the oh, ghosts. Yeah. Every, I was so scared. What a, what a, it was just, the whole childhood was just like nights. Nights were always hard for me. And to this day, I'm a really light sleeper. And now is there's just something about my, like I, you know, it's like my, my, shine, my night in shining arm, armor. You know, my yeah. hero coming to save me from my many years of fear. In I slept sleep. with my brother most of the time until Lucky. he had a waterbed. Ooh, and that fun. was like my favorite thing to do because I was scared, too. I was terrified of the dark. Yeah. So I'd always sleep. I was like, can I sleep with you? He's yeah. Like, Fine. Yeah. And the waterbed was warm. That's a, that sounds really comfortable. Like the womb. It was like the <laughs> womb. <laughs> Slash, I always got stuck in like the corner. So I'd be like, wake up, like getting slapped with the waterbed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a good time. Though. I'd be yeah. pretty What about you? Which new chip? So many things. I've been here in Santa Cruz, which is so unlike me. Usually I'm mm. the one off traveling um, and you're here more yeah. or less. And I haven't been since um, Europe, since I got back from Europe, I haven't traveled at all. So I've been having a lot of quality time with my partner, which is also something that um, 
I haven't had in a long time because number one, I haven't had like this, you know, consistent monogamous relationship. And number two, um, even, you know, I, I work so much. And now that I work from home, I'm like more accessible throughout the day. I'm not like in an office life. Um, so um, it's been really cool. A lot of quality time, a lot of good stuff. Um, like, you know, obviously there's always growing pains with relationships, but I want to say like, um, I feel like there's this moment that I had when I was in Amsterdam and, um, we met this couple, um, that had been together like July, but they were 24 and they were, you know, so swoony and crazy and like, like, you know, sucking face everywhere. And I was like, Oh my God, I remember what it was like to be, you know, to be that, to be that. And I kind of got sad. There's a moment where I was like, wait a second. And I was like, wait, I have this real raw, like it's a, it's a very adult relationship. I love it. Cause it's like, it's just, um, it has passion and like power and I don't know all of the things that I wanted in a relationship support but it's not like that puppy dog kind of thing so I had a minute and I was like hey can can we be like that sometimes <laughs> and he was like yeah totally I get it but it was it was he's like I get it like that does look innocent and like puppy it was like puppy love yeah. um so um I was going through some of those things where it's still new we're still getting to know each other you know it's but traveling with your partner as you just did in Hawaii traveling with your partner, you realize so many things about them. Um, and I have to say we traveled really well together and the sex has been really great. Um, I think that like in general, we're like starting to kind of, um, go into new elements. Like I desire the connection and he desires the roughness. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, Hey, why don't we do the whole, the old 50, 50? Mm -hmm. Um, cause like, I always want the, like the make love mm -hmm. and he's like, I want to fuck it out. But well, you make love first, then you fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so um, just today, I was like, hey, um, I, he says, like, I, I definitely walk around, like, a little bit more angry if I don't have an orgasm a day because it does really keep the doctor away from me. Like, I have to have an <laughs> orgasm a day, apples. whether if it's yeah. self-induced or whatever. So today, um, I was, like, kind of walking around. He's like, all right, we got to go back to your house and, and uh, make sure you have an orgasm before because he had to go to work in San Francisco. And so, so I totally, yeah, I totally squirted on my bed. Yeah. Right what were you using? You said the magic wand. I used the magic wand, yeah. which he calls the baseball bat. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, the baseball bat's coming Is out. it rechargeable or the electric? I use the rechargeable one because yeah. um, the wall plug one is just frustrating. I need to get a smaller one, as you suggested. Yeah, the, what about the mystic wand? I'm going to try. It's powerful. You would, it would work for you. Because there's people, so so the um, the magic wand, we would formerly call the Hitachi, is, a, is like a big, it's like the size it of your It looks forearm. like a baseball bat. <laughs> and, but it's so oh. powerful. It's really well made. And there's an electric version and there's also a, a new rechargeable version that's awesome yeah but it's really big and bulky and um and but it, it's really wonderful especially for people who are having trouble having orgasms or if you want to squirt from from clitoral stimulation they're awesome and you can use a back massager but i but you talked about this vibrating uh, a vibrating uh, fast right a vi yeah. like where you stopped using yes. vibrators yes. i had to take one because i was getting too addicted to yeah. it and not it doesn't desensitize. Remember, we've talked yeah. about this it's before. It's a mental addiction. It's a mental addiction. Yeah. And so that thing I only takes me five seconds to get off, so I'm exactly. gonna use that. Exactly. Yeah. So I told him, because he's like, Okay, let's get the magic wand. I was like, you know what? I need a break. I need to just get off 
um, without it for a little while. Yeah. So I took a break, but then today I, that's when we busted it out, and yeah. it's been a while. And I was yeah. like, oh, my. but that's what that's that's wonderful because then when it comes back, it's extra special, right? right? So if it's every day, that's fine. If you're an everyday person, that's awesome because you're still having orgasms. So kudos to you. And you know, for for me, and I think with what you're saying is, I like to to whip them out for special occasions. Special occasions could be once a week, depending on how you define that, because then it makes it extra exciting and different kind of orgasm. Yeah. And, um, and then and it doesn't get I don't get that brain click of like, but this thing only took five seconds, so I need this. Well, I think this a, a solid solution. Um, because I do want to, it's difficult to incorporate him in with the magic wand because it's so big. It's huge. So he uses his fingers. He'll just like penetrate me uh, like with the fingers, with while, the fingers yeah. while I'm using it. Um, so the thing is, we're coming, Hot Octopus is coming out with a cock ring. It's a, like a... Oh, that he can wear. That he can wear. So Ooh. I want, I think it's going to come out in February and it's like the most powerful thing. And I think that will be a game changer for... Um, like incorporating well, You him. know what it also means? It means that you guys can't fuck as much and you have to do more grinding, which you like. Because I know. cock rings don't work with fucking. I know. They don't hit the, they don't hit your body. Yeah, so first the grind, then, then, the, then the pump. Woo! <laughs> yeah, you're going to get your way. But yeah. That's and, well, until then, yeah, that's exciting. When is it? Yeah. February? February. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're just like, I've been Still looking forward to that because all yeah. the cock rings, in my opinion, just aren't strong enough for yeah. me. They're and creepy. whatever, if my I, I call it like my blown out clitoris because I've been <laughs> like using the the vibrators for it's not desensitized. Like I just like a lot of power. So for me, all the cock rings out there, like the vibrating cock rings, just aren't powerful enough. So it's more of a nuisance. But I think the one the one that Hot Octopus is making is like amazing. It's super powerful. So I'm ready for that. And that's a good myth that you just busted for people that I'm sure we've talked about many times before. But just a reminder for people that. Um, that the sex toys aren't changing your anatomy, your physiology. It's a mental addiction. It's the brain literally being impatient and right. being convinced that, you know, it's a neural, neural pathway, a story that it created saying this, it takes me only five seconds to get off to this. And I want that because it, it, it's the addiction is not to the thing it's to dopamine. It's well, to the do yeah. the instant the dopamine rush. Uh -huh. right. Same thing with porn. It's it's the addiction to the, the to the drug that your brain naturally produces. Well, I also realized something. I had a breakthrough because <laughs> this is me being shameless, but I was a bedwetter like until I was like nine. Aww, you know, cute. so with the, <laughs> like with ejaculation, I get really shame. Like I don't shame myself for doing. It. I love that the fact that I can do it, but I get all shaming about like the oh, like maybe it's pee. Yeah. Well, not only maybe it's pee, but the mess that it makes. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I have to clean this up. I just get this like flash. And I told my partner blanket. that I know, but my mom used to make me sleep on plastic sheets because oh, I peed. They're all crunchy. So it's all crunchy. And I'm like, eh. the waterproof blanket. We have these ones at Pure Pleasure, the Fascinator Throw by Liberator, oh. and Ooh. they are like the size of a twin mattress. So it's not like a full queen size. Yeah. But one side is a soft velour, and the other side is like just like a like a silky kind of thing and you can pour a whole cup of water on it and it doesn't make the crunchy thing crunchy noises I and need then, one of those and you can throw it in Christmas the wash is coming, and clean Chip. it yeah ho, ho, ho. can you give me I'll give you one yeah oh, I want one for Christmas yeah and on that note pure pleasure everyone yeah right we yeah. just did I, that was like an organic way to pitch both of our things yeah not, not even trying well I that just, was that was yeah definitely that was a um, that a good, I mean the waterproof blankets are awesome they're they're and for people it gets rid of that that shame you know people can lay towels down and there's still is that's the, what I that's what so today I laid my other overalls that I was wearing before these I was like grabbed them real quick because I was like all right I just said my my duvet is dry clean only and that uh, thing is like 60 yeah. bucks to dry clean I just got it done I was like I cannot on the I duvet I just can't yeah. get on there so anyway I realized that yeah. I had a breakthrough with my shame because I like I'll I'll stop myself from female ejaculating because of like the 
me doing it in the mess. Like mm. I'm like, oh, when I should be like stoked inside my mind goes to, oh no, oh no, hold back, hold back. You don't want to clean it up. Oh my God. Is, there, uh, is, is he going to think that I'm gross or that I made a mess or that it's pee? Yeah. Yeah. And it's even though you know what it is and even you though, know yeah. that he loves it. Yeah. That still comes up. That's very, totally. isn't that interesting how that works? That yeah. even though we have our education, there's still, and I think that that's just because of the conditioning, because deep down our system knows that uh, what people are saying out there about right. it. You know, we know that uh, people still have their things about it. Even if we're doing the work to get away from that, it can still come up for us. And we just, so all you do is, you observe that and you breathe into it and you keep going. Well, P.S., the magic wand helps with the ejaculation, but um, so does like your pelvic floor health, which is yeah. something that I constantly maintain. So that's why I think I am. And I don't, P.S., squirting, like it doesn't projectile out for some folks. It it's could. Gushing. But it's, it's, it's a gushing. gush. It's yeah. like a little so, puddle that's coming out. Exactly. Little, yeah. So it's not like it's like a squirting the wall. And I'm yeah. like, whoa. It's very different from when you're urinating. It's a whole different sensation. I was talking to my roommate about this today because she was like, how do you do that? Like, I've always wanted to do it. And I was like, well, it took me this really powerful toy and like my pelvic floor health. But um, also, like in general, she was like telling me that like she never does her kegels and like you have to as soon as you do your kegels like you, it'll be a breakthrough for you and it didn't mm. happen for me until I was I think I was like 29 or 30 until mm. I when I started the female ejaculation yeah but well and it's also one of those things that once you do it you know you kind of like open up the floodgates then it makes it more possible for you to do because you learn that it's yeah. a possibility for your body and it's cool that we can produce this that you know doctors like no one can tell us where it comes from there's no like well no there is there's there's so they say yeah there is so there's this wonderful book called the women's anatomy of arousal we have that at pure pleasure as well um you can find it online but it's a, one of my favorite books and when it comes to female sexuality and orgasm um, you can find it at purepleasureshop.com and our listeners get 15% off with Shameless, Shameless Sex, PP in yeah. all capitals. And so with that said, what she describes it as, so this is what's happening. You have this tissue that surrounds the urethra. So it's a spongy tissue. Literally think of it as a sponge, but it's protecting the urethra. And actually penises have it too. They have spongy tissue that surrounds the urethra there. It's erectile tissue. So it protects it. It surrounds it. Now, what does erectile tissue do when it gets aroused? Blood goes to it. So it gets, it engorges. Right. So the, so now imagine the blood going to around that area to that spongy tissue there because you're getting aroused. Blood's going there. It's engorging. When it engorges on a cellular level, what that tissue is doing, it's, I think it's called diffusing blood from your, or water from your bloodstream into that spongy tissue. So think of it as a sponge that's pulling water out of your blood by just touching mm-hmm. it. You know, it touches it, pulls the water. Hence, when you're hydrated, you can squirt And more. if you're dehydrated, it's hard to do. Yeah. So then that spongy tissue fills up, and the more aroused you get, the more water will go there because the more blood that is going to your genitals. And so it fills up in either from pressing into it with fingers or a dildo or a cock or from um, having orgasm contracting, so that squeezes the muscles, or from using a really strong vibrator on the clitoris, While which getting, yeah. pretty st- much stimulates that too, it can then push that fluid out. Does that get, so there you go. Like that's, I mean, there there aren't like super academic studies that right. are showing this because no one's paying for that because they don't give a fuck well, about it. Well, they also don't really know like how, like, like, why we'd produce it because you know most of our... Oh, the theory of the, why? Like, like the yeah. theory, and it doesn't have, like most people have... All fluids come for a reason, you well, know? one theory that I've heard, and I said this to, I think it was Chris Ryan, and he's an anthropologist, so I don't think he agreed with this, but he had some other 
thing. He's like, I've never heard that. But um, was that perhaps it evolved, if you believe in evolution of you know the body, it evolved to help us not get bladder infections. Mm-hmm. So that when the bacteria goes up in the urethra, when we have the ex- when we expel the fluid through ejaculation, it would clear it out, and then you wouldn't get a bladder infection. This is a theory. Mm. has not been proven. Um, it doesn't make sense because then everybody would be able to do everyone it. Everyone can. They just and don't know they can. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, unless someone's body is physiologically doesn't have that tissue or something, they'll be able to do it. But pretty much everyone has the ability to do it. Most people just that's homework don't know for how. y'all. Yeah, and, and, and not everyone has to. Not everyone no. wants to, right? I didn't know that I could until it happened. Then I was like, oh, what? Ha- oh, nice. Yeah, now I'm gonna come all over the place and still shame myself sometimes. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it happens. Well, I'm getting. I'm working through that. Yeah, I'm. I'm working through it, and that that rubber sheet will help <laughs> it's not rubber it's kidding. much more luxurious the fascinator throw it's a great time i got this rubber sheet from amy for christmas i remember those those waterproof sheets for bedwetters oh, i think for I bedwetters <laughs> yeah yeah my mom would threaten to put me in diapers and i was like oh, i was like nine she shamed i was like you. don't want to have diapers when in third grade oh. i know and that's like real like like honestly, I just shared that with y'all, but that's that's a bit of real embarrassing thing for me. My whole control life. over you. Yeah, good job. I'm, I'm releasing it. I told my partner. I'm telling all of you right now. You just told a, hundred, like a couple thousand people. <laughs> <laughs> you just told like ten people. Yeah. No, it's in a couple thousand. Okay. No, you told a lot. No, seriously. So I'm if you sa- see I'm me at Pure Power, don't judge me. <laughs> <laughs> so you bet. You bed wetter till nine. <laughs> so anyway, that's what's happening in my life. Yeah, she's wet in the bed. No, she's not. But she's like in a new way. In a new way. Yeah. Wet in that bed. I'm using, you know. Now you're consciously winning. Now I'm consciously uh, hoping I will. Yeah. Remind me after this to get you that Christmas present. I'll tell okay, you. Okay, I will. You like it. Um, so that's it. That's what's going on with me. And, yeah. you know, every day is a working day with my partner. I want to say love, 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 like actually communicating because I never did that before. And this whole, you know, I think like shameless sex, we're all about, you know, coming to terms with like our inner vulnerabilities and communicating. And, but honestly, like I can have, I can say I'm now fully practicing that in my relationship being intimate, but it's so much, it's work. Yeah. Um, and also it's wonderful to have a partner that shows up for me in the same kind of way. It's mm-hmm. also communicating. It's not just like, you know, a street that's going one direction. It's been like really, um, symbiotic and, and nice. So and it's two steps forward, one step back. Right. So yeah. it's you doing the work and then all of a sudden, you're like, how are we fucking here again? How are we, yeah. you know, having to, to process this thing again? And it's because that's how that's what happens, you know. As and we, over time, as we continue to do the work, we just get better at it. And the things that trigger us, hopefully, they trigger us less, or they happen less. You know, it's well, it's the process. I'm definitely gonna reread this book that we've talked about before, but it's called Taking the War Out of Our Words. It's nonviolent communication, right? The art of nonviolent um, communication, and it's like because I happen to. Um, sometimes I'm not the best with like how I present information that's in my head that sounds like oh that's reasonable in my head and then I present it and it comes out in a way that I'm like wow that was kind of in an attacking kind of mode and unintentionally I'd meant it in this like really kind way um but yeah I basically like told my partner that I had to lower my expectations of him because and I didn't I just meant to say like hey I hope you can make more time for me yeah but instead I was like (laughs) no I said like yeah I gotta lower my expect and I was like wait that was an asshole it was yeah he was like really right now so that being said I was like wow I really need to get better with how I present things and I'm working on it we're all works in progress Mm -hmm. and that's okay and I want to so I'm rereading that book I'm, I'm I started and it's so helpful it really does give you like 
great tools yeah. um, to just. Do they have an audiobook? I need to. I need it's not because no. there's a lot of like tools inside the book that you have to okay. read and it's like sectioned off. Um, it's more of like, it's an education piece. Yeah. So think about like a textbook, but it's easy reading. The first part, if y'all buy that book, and I've given it to other friends before that, you know, we're, you know, having communication breakdowns in their relationships. Um, but the first part of it, it's, it gets kind of exhausting because they go into a lot of like the way we communicate defensively. So it kind of weighs on you a little bit. It's not giving you like tools right away. It's kind of giving you examples like of like, here's all the shitty ways you communicate. <laughs> yeah. Here's how you are terrible at yeah. communicating, but, and it gets exhausting. You're like, it kind of, you know, like when you're surrounded by negativity, it kind of drags you down. Yeah. But then once you get to the breakthrough part, it's about like, I think 60 pages in, then you're like, ah, oh, it starts to feel like really good so if you are gonna read that book which i recommend highly recommend doing in general even if you have great communication it's always better to improve um but get through the first 60 pages and then be patient yeah be patient with it i think that's a really good segue into this piece about uh communication relationships yes question what you're talking about it's not a question it's it's, so we'll get into sex questions we have a number of them that we're going to get into but before we do that this is um, a piece that i learned from someone recently when i went to go see a we'll call him a um, relationship coach. He's he's amazing. He specializes in work with masculinity and fear, but he's just an incredible relationship coach. And um, he's someone that was recommended my way by some friends that are seeing him. And so my partner and I went and had two sessions with him actually while we were in Hawaii. Yeah, he's based out of Maui. His name's is name is Shems Hartwell. And if you look up shemshartwell.com, uh, you can find that information about him there as I talk about some tools that he gave us. And I'm hoping, Shams, we want you on our podcast. My partner and I have really high standards for the people that we work with. And we had those two sessions with him and he just blew us away with these tools. So uh, so what he taught us, April and I always talk about empowered language. So you're, you know, clearly when you said I'm going to lower my expectations, that was not empowered. We no. know that. You know it's not empowered. Yeah. I made a mistake, but I'm no. only human. I know. So we make mistakes and there needs to be room for mistakes for us right. because... We are we aren't always going to be perfect, and if we expect someone to be perfect, it's we're just setting ourselves up for failure, and um, it's too. Then they have to walk on eggshells. So, um, but we so when we talk about empowered language, we've always talked about speaking from the I feel, and what I learned in this session with him is to understand that there's different ways that we can describe how we feel that is 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 empowered, and there's under, there's words that we can say I feel that's also very loaded. So. If, say, you made a comment to me, uh, you said... Um, I lower my expectations no, of you. No. Yeah, well, yeah, there's something that you said, and I felt judged by you. Okay. Or I felt like my first feeling is like, holy shit, they're criticizing me, they're judging me. Right. If I say, I feel judged, that is really questionable because I'm, talking, I'm, I'm making a statement about something you're doing, right? That's not a feeling. It is a feeling because I'm feeling judged, but I'm feeling judged by you. And so that in itself could actually potentially be maybe, I wouldn't call it violent communication. And it could be really messy because all of a sudden I'm saying you're doing something. It feels accusatory accusatory, still. Right. So I feel judged. I feel criticized. You know, things like that might not be the most empowered ways to speak, even though if that's what you're feeling. Beneath that, there will be something deeper that you're feeling that isn't pointing fingers at someone. So, because a lot of folks revert to the, you make me feel this yes. way. So no, that's, never that. that's never. a step uh, terribly down. We never want to talk about you make the, me. I feel judged is like, yeah. it's okay, but not necessarily the best way. It's not going to be, because it could bring up something for someone. that right. Someone else can now feel attacked. Or like you're saying, they're a shitty person. Or you know, So, and it's, if we're speaking empoweredly, empoweredly, is that even a word? Empow- if, empowered? In an empowered <laughs> manner. In an empowered way? <laughs> um, empoweredly, I like Then it. we want to speak from us. 
So right. instead of, you know, so say you say something to me and I'm also, I'm feeling judged and criticized by, by April. Uh, instead, I would want to say something that is really about what I'm personally feeling. Um, I'm feeling, like for me, sometimes what I feel is, um, I feel like I'm not enough. And that is still isn't fully a feeling, but at least it's not pointing a, f- a finger at you. Mm-hmm. So say I were to say that. So you make a statement to me and I say, I'm feeling not like I'm not enough right now. And, and not for you, but just in general. Just in general. Because I feel like I'm like deep enough. wounding for right. many years. What you could do to help me go deeper in that. So say I respond with something that still is unclear to you or is, is feeling like you don't know what I'm going through. Then you can ask me a question of, about it. So you can say, okay, yeah. How, how are you not feeling yeah, Good. or I, yeah, I'm 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 hearing that In you're not ways? feeling enough, and what do you, like what else? What else is there for you? You know, and then it can I can help to go in a little deeper into myself of, um, oh yeah, I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling really sad. I'm feeling really heavy. I'm feeling. Um, just, I'm, I'm feeling really disconnected from myself and you know, this, so let's, let's play with some words here that we can use that are feeling more empowered. So what are some feelings that are just yours that you could share that you come, that come up for you? Sad. Oh, in general? Angry or yeah, frustrated. about that specific uh-huh. situation? Yeah. yeah in, no, just oh, in general. In general. Yeah. Oh, just, I mean, so um, that we can get clear on words that aren't charged and that are charged. Okay. So, so sad. Angry, uh, angry, frustrated. Um, Frustration usually is anger. Um, Annoyed. Oh yeah. Happy, whatever. Yeah, I mean, there's those ones. But then there's also so disappointed, okay. resentful, um, afraid, fearful. Those are really big. Fear ones. is a. Good it's one. almost always fear. It's almost At everything. The end o- of the day, right? It comes from fear-based stuff. Yeah. Um, not good enough. That's always one. Yeah. And and not good enough. Not enough. Not enough. Not good enough. And so those ones, I feel like they're not as accusatory and there's something bigger beneath it. So, right. So if I'm not good enough, there's something else beneath there. I feel um, like I'm not lovable. Uh, I feel like I'm, you know, you know, whatever it is, I'm, I feel like I'm a nuisance or, you know, whatever, whatever the feeling that you're having there that's coming through there. And, and then we can go even deeper, the physical feeling. Now, with the, what this guy Shems talked about, he gave us this order of operations and g- introduced this whole new way of communicating that I that we're still perfecting. So it's pretty it's a little complicated, but I'll explain it to you. Um, so first of all, someone has a trigger, right? So someone says something and someone has a trigger. And so they state, hey, when you said this, I felt really hurt. So now that the thing is on the table, the other person asks them an inquiring question and also supports that right away without talking about themselves. So a lot of times the first instance like, I didn't mean to do that. Or why did, what, like, you know, they explain their own thing. You know, this is what I really meant. I didn't mean this, da, 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 da. Which is defensive communication. And you're also taking away from the person's hurt. You're making it about you now. Right. It's not about you. Right. They have a hurt now. Listen, to, listen the fuck up. And as I say this, I am still learning how to do this. So listening is, I mean, it's three fourths of the battle. Instead of turning of it to be about you. The battle in general of, of yeah. like communication. Uh, people, uh, I say the 80-20 rule yeah. we've talked about so many times. Do your best to listen 80% of the time and then to speak 20%. Well, and especially when someone's conveying a hurt, whatever you can do to not go in your own story right away. And you might, you might, you still have a story. Oh, wow. I'm feeling really defensive. And like, I, that's not what I meant. I like, I, this is, I didn't meant to do this, this and this. And like, why are they doing this? If you can put that aside for a moment and just say, Hey, yeah, I'm hearing you're, you're sounding, you're, you're really hurt right now. Okay. What I want to support you right now. Like let's, I'm I'm fully here for you. Let's let's talk about this and be calm. That's yeah. the one thing people just let them know. 
yeah. in a calm way, like, all right, I hear you and I'm here for you. I'm not going anywhere. And just let them know that. And then you can start, you know, you can ask them some questions. So, so, you know, what else is there for you? And then the other person can start speaking with those empowered words that we were just talked about. I feel sad. I feel uh, angry. I feel angry, annoyed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As they go into those words. So avoiding the accusatory words and using those words. And, um, and then, so do you speak about the specific situations which tri- which is triggering those emotions? I you know or at the end right what at the end of the day the story piece right what we're learning with this tool and this is just one method right there's so many methods. Mm-hmm. The story piece isn't really relevant right now. It's okay. about what's present and it's hurt and feelings. So So it's all about just tuning into like the so emotions that are there and having yeah. someone hear you. You can say when you said this I felt hurt and now there's hurt. What's with? Let's work with the hurt. So what's here? Okay, I'm here for you, I'm partner. I want to show up for you. Like I'm here. Let's 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 t- go into this. Like I I love you and I want to support you. Like what else is present for you? What do you need right now? Or not even the word need. Maybe how can I support you right now? And then the other person can just continue conveying the actual feelings. And he gave us another tool beyond that, which is something called the inarguable truth. So. Those steps right there. So what the steps were someone conveys the hurt in a loving way, of course. Uh, the other person says, all right, I'm here for you and doesn't make it about them. Then the other person who has the hurt conveys more of the feelings of what's going on there. Then there's the inarguable truth piece that he talks about, which is the actual feelings like the, that are deep inside of us and as they shift. So um, right now I'm feeling this tightness in my chest and I'm feeling kind of like I want to run away right now and hide under a rock, And but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to stay here, but that's like where I want to be right now. And then the other person does the same thing. So even the person now, now it's an opportunity for the person that received the hurt to now share about them. It's he, What he's saying is it's really important when someone shares their hurt with you for you to fully show up for them and not make it about you right away. It's really helpful. And then as more feelings come out. So hard to do, it's isn't so it? It's so hard to do. Because you automatically want to be like, Me? No, hey, I no, I'm myself. good. I'm good. Yeah. yeah. And you like, want to protect yourself. But it's but it's not really helpful. Which is the defense part. Yeah. That's a great mechanism. Yeah. I like that. So put that, putting that aside, showing up for them, and then going into the, the actual feelings. And then once you've done that, then that person that received the, um, the hurt can say, okay, yeah, now I'm feeling a little angry and I'm feeling a little tightness in my chest. It's okay for the person that receives the hurt to be triggered. Like, that happens. You know, sometimes I say, I'm hurt. You know, but this thing that you did, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling hurt. And you feel, now I'm triggered. I'm fucking mad at you for feeling hurt by me. Like, you know, that happens. Mm-hmm. But we don't point fingers. Instead, the useful thing would just be convey the feelings. I'm feeling a little anger now. And then you sit in that and you sit, you allow that to sit. So you share your anger and I just sit with that and you sit with that for maybe 10 seconds 20 seconds and then i share something that i have now now i'm feeling anger too and then we sit with that and then you go in deeper and usually what happens is the emotions start to shift now your anger has become sadness now now i'm feeling really sad and this tenderness in my heart and i kind of want to cry and we sit with that and then i share i kind of yeah i'm feeling sad now too i want to cry too and you keep moving through it and all of the sudden at some point it's like it's diffused and now you're just in raw emotion you're just there to be in raw emotion and in that moment then you can talk about the story mm. now we've just gone brought everything into the emotion into the presence we've shown up for each other we've heard each other now we can talk like real people and be like all right so i'm here and you're here like let's talk about this um i'm really desiring 
X, Y, and Z. And, um, and so that's what happened there. I got triggered when X, Y, and Z didn't happen. And I want to, you know, speak to you lovingly, but blah, 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 you know, so, and all of a sudden they can hear you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Kind of long winded, but, but no, no, I get it. I was just trying to process it with your own story of how it would apply. Wait a second. How would I apply that to my situation? And I was just going over the, the kind of the process of what I would do. Um, it's, it's so fucking hard oh, to it's like so hard. it's so hard just to because for me too i operate at this like mock seven speed i don't know and so it's always like i just want to like almost have the instant gratification of not like sitting and processing but just being like no i want everything to be okay how can i make this better what can i do yeah but that's fix the it shit now. fix it that's now. the shit that got me in trouble in the first you know part of um you know having my relationships play out as they have in the past which right everything that was meant to be was and it is for a reason, mm-hmm. but like, I'm just like thinking about, um, you know, even if I had those tools back then, I don't think I could have applied them. But now I think that being talking, speaking more slowly yes, and slow listening down. and becoming a yeah. bit better and not being this level one shitty listener, like, and the defensiveness and trying to protect yourself and whatever we can do to let go of that. And I probably didn't say that all perfectly. So again, I really hope Shams can come on our podcast to talk yeah, about this. Yeah, I would this. love to have him. It's it's a, it's amazing. To and do so work. he gave us this tool in a session. Um, he gave us a piece of it. And then what happened was a couple of days later, my partner and I actually did have a trigger where we tried to use it. And it's, it is hard, everyone, as I say this. Even when I've tried to use it, it hasn't gone perfectly, but it helped. Definitely helped. And at least you have the tools. Yes. And so you can be like, hey, and even talk about it when you're in that space. Like, Mm -hmm. hey, can we attempt to use some of the tools that we learned? I mean, I can try, but I I definitely need you to write that down for me so I can, or I'll listen to the podcast on repeat right there. Yeah, we can write it, write down the the steps there and we can, yeah, listen and write down the steps. And I think, again, practice makes perfectly imperfect, right? You'll get better at it the more you utilize the tool. So the Enneagram, which we, like we, I don't think we've ever talked about it actually, but the book's right here because I'm obsessed with some of the tactics, but it's usually psychological and spiritual um, tactics that are researched. But a lot of it does, if you kind of find out where you're at on the Enneagram and where your partner's at, you can sort of also um, get new tools to sort of communicate with them as well. Mm -hmm. And you can see when they're acting on an unhealthy to healthy um, version of themselves and like, um, like the shadow side versus their right. Yeah. And this is one thing my partner and I were talking about after we learned this tool because this actually isn't the exact same thing I was taught in Somatica. In Somatica, we were taught a different way where someone says, "Hey, when you walk in the door and you don't hug me, I feel sad," and the other person. Um, you know does the same thing where they just like all right yeah i I hear what you're saying and when this is what i'm hearing when you feel sad x y and z and then the other person goes into their story it's a different level the inarguable truth isn't a part of it and in the somatica method of dealing with we call it repair work um is a little more like just gets right to it here's the thing and yeah and like let's talk about the thing let's talk about the emotion and now i'm gonna cop to how i could do better and that so that's just a method and that will work for a lot of people so there isn't one way you know enneagram it's going to have a lot of methods that Mm -hmm. can work for your relationship this one that we learned with the inarguable truth that shems teaches where i'm really seeing a lot of value in it there's you know there's so many methods so i'm just saying you know try them all out and figure out what feels best for you in your communication with the partner because we all communicate differently well yeah but and absolutely and the enneagram really helps getting um to know yourself and and uh, that's what i love about it because i'm like oh yeah that does have triggers for me but i love 
different ways to communicate with um, with partners and with friendships like that, like what what um, Shem is teaching you, because mm-hmm. that's interesting. I mean, the more sitting that with we the feelings, the, yeah, stick to the feelings. And I think that was one really key piece there that I that I learned is that moment when someone shares a hurt with you to just hear them and to put your shit aside and just say like, all right, you have you have a hurt here, and I'm here for you, and. Like that, that in itself is so fucking powerful. It's huge. If you can do take anything and like if the rest of this is feeling too complicated, if you can just incorporate that, it'll probably help your communication game. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, wow, so, uh, wow, we wow. That was wow. a lot, girl. I like it. Oh, I think so on this podcast. I think we're only gonna have time to answer one sex question. All the rest of them is are it? going to go to the next podcast. I think so. Yeah, because we're getting at forty six minutes already, and our po- our listeners. We're like gonna have a special four hour podcast <laughs> today. <laughs> yes, I for your listening us. pleasure. Yes, because we have a lot of good sex questions. I know. Yeah. Well, let's go. Yeah, well, that's, we'll an- that's let's great. Answer we'll, one, and it'll then be a two parter. Yeah, we'll be a two parter with the sex other sex questions. will go on another one because we have some really awesome. We'll ones. We'll do a. An ellipse at the end to be continued, but let's yeah, let's. Okay. What's the best question we should start with? Because we get a lot of amazing questions, but so as a many. I'm trying to think of one that is very different from all the other ones. Um, how about the one that you have that's on the uh, uh, open relationships? Because that's very separate oh, from yes. everything else. We have an open relationship. And also, question. y'all, while I'm pulling this up, um, please write us. Let us know. We are attempting to we do to the best of our ability um try to answer you but it does take us some time because remember um amy and i have five jobs five jobs <laughs> i mean i have one job but um well, they're all in the same industry yeah so it's and we travel and we're busy so um, and this is like our favorite thing to do this is this is like where our passion lies and i love like i love the sex toy industry i'll never give that up even if i become independently wealthy from like you know some o- strike oil in my backyard or something <laughs> i still would yeah. sell sex toys and do shameless sex because yeah. i love it so much because it just it's like having a cute little yorkie to pet (laughs) i love it you're my little yorkie you're my yorkie you're my shih tzu oh you're (laughs) shih tzu (laughs) so okay and Um, we're not using people's names we're just going to use their first initial of their name to keep it anonymous yes actually we're not going to use names because i didn't write that down on this thing someone someone so the open relationship question um, so basically this actually, the subject of this is navigating through poly terrain in UK and this listeners from the UK, um, from, I think Bristol, he said Bristol, awesome. hey, UK. which is cool. So probably like check out with, hot with octopus. With, uh, yeah. Talking. Yeah. They yeah, probably did. Great. It resonate. So, um, basically here is the question. So I'm from Bristol in UK. Oh, there it is. <laughs> and this year I got turned on to relationship anarchy. Which is cool to say. Relationship anarchy. Yeah, we do it our way. Yeah. So this year I have been on quite a journey with challenging monogamy. I have met a few poly people, but nothing too inspiring. Some girls have been intrigued about the ideas, but I have not really got past the casual, but have not really got past the casual sex thing. So with so much coming out of the West Coast and Canada and America, um, basically I think what he means is like, because it seems that California, Canada... Like, how, how are some tips to how to do well, that? Well, um, just to elaborate, because I think we're very poly-open, yeah. more than There's other places in the world is what yeah. he, I'm receiving from this. Uh-huh. So any suggestions for navigating this new polyamorous terrain? Ah, this is something we actually need to uh, get a, a, a specific... Um, a person to come on our podcast to talk about this because we, I mean, I definitely am educated in this and I have 
dabbled with some poly. I've dabbled with some open and I've done a lot of unethical stuff too in both of those. You were in a poly um, relationship? A a fucked up unethical poly for a second. That we were like, and it wasn't, it was, yeah, I don't know. Actually, there is a question that's kind of related to that, but um, yes, yes, there was some. It was, but it was, you know, that it it was just not, and, and no one wanted to be in it. So that's one of the things is that like everyone in it needs to be on board for it to work. So that's just like its own. Well, and there's got to be a ton of open communication and oh, so kind of. I mean, it has to be. Yeah. And we have so many people that we can reference yeah, we have a lot and of yeah. maybe we should bring Reed back for this Reed's, right. Reed's awesome. really Reed, good want you back. Reed Mahalko yeah. is amazing with um, yeah. navigating through poly terrain yeah. so um, we'll just do like a quick little answer of this but we'll yes. definitely do a full episode if not maybe two or three of them because this is a really important topic and um, and even one, one day we'll have Dr. Chris Ryan who wrote Sex at Dawn on here too and he is not a sex educator he's an anthropologist and who wrote a, the book Sex at Dawn which I w- w- I've referenced because I, I read it it's yeah. a brilliant, it's brilliant. book uh, absolutely um, such great insight to humans and yeah. how we operate in in our relationships, modern day mm-hmm. and previous, but sorry and, to interrupt. And, you're fine. And, and what that suggests in that book is that uh, humans aren't innately monogamous in that um, they, that the idea of traditional monogamy of like, I'm going to be with my one partner and we're going to get married and have kids and be together forever came from the agricultural movement. It came from a scarcity mentality of like, this is my property. And this is before that there was more shared everything. And all of a sudden it was mine, mine, mine. And I need to have this person be my person so that we can procreate. And these are my kids and mine, mine, mine. Well, it was ownership for women, actually. Ownership of women. But literally it started from... um, For survival. For survival. But it was specific. That's what they said in the book. Like like out of fear. Pretty much the the biggest loser of um, monogamy and marriage were women. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. because that changed everything Yeah, because we used to women, we, well, sorry, I own a vulva. So I refer to myself as woman. <laughs> we used to, um, like hold, you know, in tribal space, community living, hold, um, you know, head tribal leader roles. And, um, that changed very dramatically with agriculture and with, um, property ownership. Yeah. So yeah, it was an ownership it thing, a scarcity thing, scarcity, it shifted yeah. things. And so in, in, in uh, sex at dawn, he doesn't end it with, and no, everyone should become open and poly. It's what he, what, what he's kind of proposing there is just a different way of thinking when people are constantly shaming themselves for having interest in someone other than their partner. So it's not necessarily saying you have to act on that. And some people want to act on it, but sometimes it's just really challenging if we live most, I don't really know anyone that's only going to be attracted to one person forever. I don't do you, I mean, I can, I, can I say something yeah. in regards to this? So with my new partner, madly in love, wonderful human. And you know, what's funny. I keep getting people asking me, Oh, it's so great. You met your forever person. I said, look, like I love this person so much. And it's not like until it's over or something like I'm seeing the glass half empty, but the whole like forever mentality. And I love being monogamous, but I don't know why I think at we it, Western culture specifically put a lot into like this forever person, like this dream of the white picket fence and like mm-hmm. forever. And for me as a human, I take my stuff day by day. And, um, I want communication and flow and I want things to, to, to ease with each other so we can balance each other and live a healthy existence. And for me, I don't want marriage or kids. So it's like, uh, I love this person. I'm in a relationship. It's solid fucking relationship forever. Maybe hopefully forever yeah. is, is, is for me. So I don't know. I encourage all the listeners to kind of take a look and, 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 you know, maybe 
don't put so much on yourself with pressure of forever. Fuck. Well, and the person that you were married to before was your forever person then. Your was your then, person. Right, was my right? person that so I thought I would be with forever. And and, I, if, and it was like that for a while. It was. And then it wasn't eventually. Because people shift and change. Yeah. And a lot of times, and I've done so many like deep, deep nights of thinking and processing of, of like, like, you know, is there something wrong with me that I don't want marriage? Like, this is what everybody does. Is there something wrong with me You're that I don't want yourself. children? <laughs> I do. I, I think about that. I was like, what? And then I'm like, no, this is, this is me. And so I, that's why that sex at dawn resonated with me so much because it makes, it helps you, um, put perspective that maybe the traditional ways that we were raised or thought to be okay, maybe, you know, we can rethink those things and they don't always have to be so set in stone, reinvent it. We talk about that all the time. You and I, as you make your own rules. individuals, yeah. like what are we doing? You can't sleep with this person. Cause I had contact with them. You can't be friends with your ex because you, you know, we're in a relationship with them. There's yeah. all these things that we're like, no, it's yeah. okay. These things are okay. Yeah. These are, this is all just a whole bunch of bullshit rules that someone else created. And, right. um, and so again, like April and I aren't preaching uh, non-monogamy here because like, look at us, we're in monogamous relationships and, um, we both understand that there, that that's not the always forever, right? That like, in, you know, and it's not for everyone. Some people, and a, actually a lot of people, want to be with multiple people. It's just that what they're what they want. It, what, it fulfills them. It's just part of who they who they are. Well, I think that uh, this day and age, there's so many distractions too. It's like you know, between social media, you're so can. Think about the access that you have now to other humans that you never had 30 years ago. Um, people, I don't know. For, for me, I think like if you really want to tune into your relationship and not distract yourself with whatever you have going on, like do it and, and make like help yourself figure out what's making you happy. Is it, is it serving you? I don't know. I do, I do it regularly now and I love it because I'm like, yes, I love this. I'm in this because I want to be in it, not because I have kids yeah, or marriage you, or because I want between, it. You're actually, you're actually choosing it. I'm and choosing that's it. powerful. That's when, huge. When you actually choose your partner and felt feel chosen by your partner, yeah. that's like, well, yeah, it's an option for you to be here. You don't have to be here and you're choosing to be here. Like that's fucking awesome. And I no that's longer so special. I, I mean, look, like marriage is beautiful. I've been in 17 weddings. Jesus. <laughs> I've attended more. <laughs> I um, I totally value the sanctity of, and the tradition of marriage. Is it for me? No. Um, the piece of paper doesn't, doesn't mean anything to me. And that doesn't mean monogamy. I know marriage doesn't, you know, um, equate to monogamy either by any, by all means. Um, but I think that reinventing that and with polyamory, it's a perfect thing to think about because it is redefining really like what people are used to in society. The majority of people are used mm -hmm. to monogamy and the, the, like being with one partner, but polyamory. It's, it's contextual though, because if this was hundreds and hundreds of years ago, it might be an entirely different story totally. people, but we're so kind of like brainwashed with whatever is present is, has they, we feel like that's always been the story, but it's always changing. Who knows what it's going to be in a couple hundred years, where people will be. Maybe, maybe we'll be back to the communal living space. Who knows? Trading without the legal tenure of a dollar bill. It'll be coconuts and... No, we're going to Bitcoin. Bitcoin. <laughs> Bitcoin. Amy invested in Bitcoin. Bitcoin. She wants that shit to succeed. Uh, <laughs> all right. So let's... Oh, so this is... So this person asked the question, though, and they're actually looking for tools we didn't give you any. So <laughs> I know. I was just thinking yeah. that. Well, well, I think the... But this is important. Yes, This is it a is. reference. Like, go check out that book, Sex at Dawn, if you want to. You're mind blown. And the first uh, 100 or 200 pages might be hard to get through it's very academic 
and it's brilliant. And after a while, you'll be addicted. But you make your it makes your brain feel like it's like oh, it's growing and getting amazing. bigger. The when I, I was he, reading it, I was like, yes. I think you said he spent ten years on it. It was a long and, process. You yeah. could tell. I and mean, he wrote it with someone else. Yes. Um, uh, and then also some other references before we give just a couple tools is um, The Ethical Slut. Uh, I think it's Dossie oh, Easton yeah, that wrote one. that one. It's it's a really great book to learn more about uh, how to do open. And then also Opening Up by Tristan Tormino, another great book. So there's just a lot of good resources out there. There's whole books written on it so that we can't really talk all about it right now because it's very complex. Um but what? I'd recommend getting one of those books yeah. for him for to start with because that's something that you can access in the UK that can help you. And I'm sure there's, like nowadays, look at social media. I'm sure there's there's sites you can go on to find other poly people that are there's open. All kinds of stuff. Yes, yeah, and there's for groups, sure. and you can find you know, other communities. There's poly. I don't know in the UK if you have meetup groups, but there's poly meetups or um, there's I mean there's all there's all kinds of stuff out there where people like minded people are getting together and either just getting to know each other or taking workshops together or whatever it is. And what I will say, so this person said that they've only gotten to the casual point of sex. And so when you're kind of just having casual sex, it doesn't really, it's not really poly at that point, right? It's just like you're dating you're and you're not single, committed. Right. Um, if you're feeling like you're going to continue dating, first of all, if you're dating, we've talked about this in past podcasts, we're big advocates of being completely transparent with where you are. So if you're dating multiple people, to let multiple people know that you're dating multiple people uh, is something that that we th- we personally just are big proponents of uh, to keep everyone in in the know and to um, decrease her and to to stick to a transparent way of communicating. Now, if your intention is to keep it that way, to continue dating multiple people and uh, without committing to one person going into monogamy. Um, I would, I personally feel like that's a great thing to share maybe on the second date, you know, like this is how I'm feeling. I maybe and maybe you've never ex- done nominal. I shared before. it on a regular when I was doing my tears. Yeah. You, yeah. But you, but you didn't have the intention of going to being poly. No, but no. I'm I saying didn't. that if you know, okay. Yeah. I'm oh, saying like share, when yeah. to tell them that yes. you're interested in poly. Dating is just dating. You're dating, dating multiple right. people. You don't have to, you're not necessarily poly or open. You're just dating multiple people and you could, but you can let them know I'm dating multiple people to keep them and just keep things transparent. It's just, it's, um, it's a good practice. And say you're like, I'm going to date these multiple people with the intention of getting serious with some of them or maybe with one person, but still, you know, hooking up with the others. I have this idea that I know I want to go that direction. Uh, If you have that idea, I think it is a good thing to share with people. Like, hey, I've never done open or poly, but I'm feeling kind of called to it. And I like you and I like dating you and I'm dating other people. Is that something that seems like you would ever could ever be part of your life? Because you might find out they give you a big fucking no probably shouldn't date them or they might be like maybe i or, don't know i don't know anything big, about it or right. a big fuck yeah me too or yeah totally and so it's a i think it's a great thing just just like you know, just like anything that we can convey that is a um what did alika call it a um wasn't it a deal breaker it was a the um, values yeah, assessing your values, values the yeah. core values system if there's yeah. there's things and maybe that one's not a core value because you're still playing with it but it is kind of an important thing that you might that you're interested in so i think that's a good thing to share but if it's a core value like and you're starting to date people and you already know that you're into open or poly or monogamy i think those are great things to share on the first you know first second date to let people know so that if they're not on the same page then why are you going to continue to date each other right yeah. transparency yeah. it's so key yeah it's key on so many levels yeah um but uh, i guess we should and you know we will do a, a podcast like a poly episode, yeah. yes i think we did a casual sex episode when touched on poly a little bit but yeah. i think it'd be nice to have 
a full episode because for me, I've never done that. I've been pretty, you know, either dating or just monogamous for you. You tried it um, unsuccessfully, really for you. It really wasn't for you anyway, yeah. uh, but you did check it out. Um, I think like having someone that is living it and has done it successfully or as successfully as they can is, is going to be really um, and you know helpful for people that are curious about polyamory. Yeah, we'll definitely go deeper into it and have lots more answers for you. But until then, check out one of those books. And I think the, the message the here really is that transparency. Like the right. more transparent you can be, um, sp- you know, speaking lovingly with the communication tools that we just gave you uh, will be really, really helpful. And also check out those uh, social media platforms. I'm sure there's some ways you can meet all sorts of poly people in the UK, even in Bristol. Cool poly people. Cool Go poly people. People, people eaters. People. Poly. <laughs> poly people eaters. <laughs> I like it. Peter Pan. Um, so, all right. Um, more coming we're in gonna, the next episode. Yes, we're gonna tune in um, every Tuesday and go to shamelesssex.com for downloading and newslettering and just checking Awesomeness. out Amy and I and our and our black dresses saying, hey, we love our listeners. So thanks y'all for li- listening and tuning in and ciao for now. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com.